This is the podcast of Trustler Mennonite Church, and each week we replay the sermon from our Sunday morning service so that anyone who might have missed the sermon can catch up later. And we want to especially thank those of you who missed the sermon because you were working with our youngest children during the service time. This particular sermon was from June 25th, 2023. Linford Weber was our guest speaker this week, and his text was Luke 8, 22 through 25. sick this week, a couple days, I couldn't talk at all. So I would like to stop and pray that the Lord gives me a voice that can be heard. Lord, you know my infirmity I have with my voice. I just pray you'll touch Ask this in your name. Amen. True to my way I often give in public talks, which is only once before, I'd like to have an introduction. In 1944 in Germany, during a bomb raid, this man got injured. They moved him to a temporary hospital in a railroad train station and half the roof was blown off. He laid there for a few weeks and then he noticed on an inscription on one of the trusses it said God is beyond the stars. And he thought how nice it would be to have God right there with him. He wasn't aware of Christianity. That's my introduction. Luke 8.24 The disciples were afraid they would perish. Now, it's interesting to me. Before Jesus' ministry, he was a carpenter. And he was sleeping in the boat in a boat storm. The experts were the fishermen that he brought with them. They were used to storms. They were out in the storms all the time. I imagine those boats, because the Sea of Galilee, it was not uncommon to go out in a common area and then a storm would pop up because of the way the land is. But it interested me that here Jesus was oblivious, I say oblivious, he probably knew the whole time what was going on, but think of the awesome sea legs that man had. That ship was rocking and rolling, and he just stands up. That's the last thing you want to do, right, Jerry? When that boat's rocking and rolling, you don't want to get up and stand and make yourself vulnerable. But he did, and he calmed the water and the sea. I guess my nose has got to run in order for my voice to get better. Hebrews 13, 5b. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be 
He will be with us in the midst of storms of life if we let him. Philippians 2, Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious for anything, but let in every situation, in prayer, and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In June, Luke 24, Luke 8, 25, excuse me, Jesus asked them, where is your faith? Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. If you think about that, that's faith. What, what is your faith or trust? I'm going to stop here just for a moment. I have to mark so I know where I'll be. Bert and I had a chance to work together for one summer. I think that was before he went to Moody, if I remember right. And there was a man that we worked with that had PST, PTS, from the military, you know. And... Uh, One day he cut, went off on me, I guess, once too many times, and he said, Boss, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you right now. And he pulled out a switchblade. <laughs> and all I did is I walked with my hands toward him like this, and I kept walking to him. And you probably remember. He turned around, took off running about 50 feet, and he kept walking towards him. Not a thing in my hands. I might have slapped him into the next week, but it wasn't, you know. And after he, you could see the difference in his face when he kind of snapped out of it. But just before he snapped out, he took off running about 100 feet more. And it didn't help, but you know, there's parts of this old man that has a little bit of uh, far-sighted humor. But I put my hands in my armpits and I went <laughs> He took off running even more. Who knows what he was seeing? Faith and trust. Worry is the opposite of trust. Worrying says, I might not get what I want. Trust is says to this, answer to this. I believe that God wants us to do. I'm on, I believe that God, what God wants is best for me. Worry wears us out as we labor and spin to earn things we want or think we need. Trust revives us and makes us able to rest in the sovereignty of God. Fear is also the opposite of trust. I've got a little story to go with this one too. Shortly after we were married, like newly married, you like to get a little cozy. My wife was making something on the kitchen table, on the stove, 
I'd come home and cleaned up and I walked in and I put my hands on her hips. But just getting ready to smooch the backside of her neck, she turned around and her face was right here and let out a scream that the Greenwood Fire Company would could have used. Well, I learned that you don't do that to Rhonda because even 40 years later, I walked down the hall and I'll knock on the wall to warn her I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder I had heart problems. <laughs> Fear is the opposite of trust. We have two choices. We can perceive life storms, fear or trust. Either way, we may not know the outcome unless God reveals it to us. If we choose the path of fear, we are going to feel more anxious, stressed, and acutely aware of our surroundings. If we choose the path of trust, we are getting going to be more calm, joyful, and knowing God is in the control in our lives. Luke 21, 10 through 11 says there will be nations rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes and famines and pestilences and hilarious places and the fearful events and great signs from heaven. I don't think that's just at the national level or global level. I think that's in the personal level too. Non-Christians will experience the same things that Christian does are similar, but they won't have God to, deal, to help them out through it. The storms will hit and come more rapidly compared to a lot of the birthing pains. They will increase intensity and decrease in the breaks in between. And I compare that to some of the storms I've seen in my life where it seems like one can hit and then you have a little space and then another one will hit and you have a little space. Well, I'm here to tell you, it don't slow down when you get older. It can be one or another within hours or minutes of each other that can hit. I cannot stress enough that Jesus will be in the storm with us. One of the things I tried to teach Bert and Jared is about perspective. If your perspective is off, God can help you to change it. If your outlook is not right, if you're not looking at things the way he looks at it, he can help you change it to the way he wants you to look at things. And that's one of the few things that as Christians we can change, but we need his help. Dad Yoder, after I'd made a public confession at Laws, told me one time, and I don't remember what all he told me, I only remember this segment. He said, it matters not how many times you sin. What matters is 
the number of times Jesus picks you up, brushes you off, and forgives you. And that is, I think, right on. And I have treasured that thought. So my question for you today is, how are you looking at things, your way or God's? If you're, not feeling, God, if you're feeling God is at a distance, chances are very, very high that you have moved and not him. He's moved there to be with you, but you're the result of that distance. So I'm going to recap what I've said. Bird accuses me, calls me pottery. Now, pottery's a unique person. He can say things that make you think, or he can say things that are rather precise and abrupt. And you have to figure out which one he's doing. Well, to recap, when you have anxiety, fear, and worry, faith and trust are going to decrease. When you have trust and faith elevated, the others will de decrease. So this morning, I'm going to do something. I'm Linford, right? I can do what I want. In this hand, I have <clears throat> a stake, today's date, that says fear, anxiety, worry. In this hand, I have a mallet. It's imaginary because we have a concrete floor. I can't do it here. I'm going to drive that stake in. We're wandering in the desert. They need markers to go where because, you know, a million people along was a ways. They make markers saying where to turn, etc. That's what that stake is to me today. I'm confessing I have struggles in those three areas. However, I know that God can forgive me when my voice is going. That God can forgive me and will come out all right. But if I come back to this spot again mentally, See that stake, and it make me relive things I put in that stake and drove in that place. If that makes sense to you, so in a sense, this morning I already opened up the altar with my confession. If you were A person that has never accepted the Lord. The altar is open for you to come meet him. If you're a person that is dealing with sin in your lives, the altar is open for you too.
And I thank for all of sin come short of the glory of God. We're none of the exception of that. And then I think of the one where he's able just to forgive us for our sins. So as Stephanie gets ready to lead 156 in the life songs, if somebody wants to come to the altar this morning for whatever reason, it's open. listening to the Tressler Mennonite Sermon from June 25th, 2023. The passage this week was Luke 8, 22 through 25. Take care.